MDOT presents The Extra Mile with Paul and Waverly. Welcome in to another episode of The Extra Mile Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Catool, and I'm joined by my co-host, Waverly McCarthy. How's it going, Waverly? It's pretty good, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome, and I'm super excited about today's episode. You know, we put a lot of time and effort and work into this, and we're definitely rewarded by the first episode. Absolutely. Lots of listeners. Lots mm-hmm. of listeners, lots of downloads, and we're super excited about today's episode. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a really we've got some really great guests this week. Um, we've got MDOT Deputy Executive Director and Chief Engineer Brian Ratliff. We talked with him about work zone safety and his experience here at MDOT. He's been here 25 years. Wow, it's a lot of it's a lot of roads roads have been paved in that time, and um, it was really cool to get to hear his experience. No doubt, and we're hearing from one of our own in public affairs. Central District Public Information Officer Michael Flood. He's got a lot of updates to give us on projects like Highway 49, Rankin County, I-20 in Jackson, and some others in District 3. Yeah, you definitely don't want to miss that one. Nope. Uh, So let's not waste any more time. You ready, Paul? Let's go. Joining us is Brian Ratliff, MDOT Deputy Executive Director and Chief Engineer. Welcome in, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Brian, you've been with MDOT quite a long time. Uh, You're no doubt an MDOT guy and really invested in what we do here. Can you take us through the different roles you've had here at Mississippi DOT? Sure. I graduated uh, from Mississippi State uh, with a degree in civil engineering in 1996. I started with the department straight out of college, and um, I started out at the Whitfield Project Office as an engineer in training, Um, got my experience and passed the professional engineering exam, and became resident engineer over the Whitfield Project Office, which oversees construction projects in Hines, Madison, and Rankin counties. Um, After that, I was promoted to district engineer for District 5. It's in Newton, uh, headquarters are in Newton, and um, basically was over a 10-county area uh, in the central to east-central Mississippi, and stayed there for about four and a half years and got promoted to uh, chief engineer back in November of 2019 and have been serving as chief engineer f- since then. How's that role been for you? <laughs> well, I got over, I got to headquarters and um, first thing they did, uh, I got put in the hall closet over there for a <laughs> temporary office. Uh, once I got uh, out of the temporary office, um, got started and COVID hit. Uh, so uh, we didn't. I didn't get to do a lot of traveling. Um, I do like, you know, getting out and seeing the the people, uh, the women and men of MDOT, and seeing the projects that uh, that that we're completing and and you know improving the roadways for the traveling public. But uh, COVID hit and and it's uh, it, it's been a difficult time. Uh, you know, we've had to you know adjust our work schedules. We had some people working from home. Um, we had people that you know we we couldn't put five or six people in a truck to go patch potholes we had to you know distance those uh, men and women and out there uh, you know doing the day-to-day operations of maintaining the roadways so it's just been a, a difficult transition um, hopefully we're coming out of from from the pandemic but I know the numbers are up recently and we're starting to see uh, uptick in in the amount of people that we have uh, 
tested positive for COVID, but, um, you know, we, we, we made it through it. Um, some things we, we excelled and some things we didn't, and we learned from our mistakes, but, uh, all in all, it's just been, it's been a trying time trying to get everybody, you know, to protect everybody from the COVID stuff. Yeah. And so with COVID, the world basically, you know, shut down, but <laughs> here at MDOT, that's not really an option. So can you talk about how, what you've seen and how our crews and have continued to work for the people of Mississippi through COVID? Yeah. And, and like I say, um, you know, we, we couldn't stop patching potholes. Um, and, and we challenged each district to come up with a plan to, to make sure that we were doing what, you know, our main function is, is to provide a safe and efficient, you know, traveling um, uh, roadway out there to, to move freight to and from. Um, so we, like I said, we, we challenged each district to come up with a plan to, to get the work done, but also, you know, take into account that COVID was there. Um, you know, limiting people, you know, the amount of people in each truck was, was a big deal. Um, you know, providing traffic control um, was a big deal. Um, you know, we had people that got tested positive for COVID and our, our family member did. And of course they had to quarantine. So we had to mix crews together to get the jobs done. And, and we had to pri prioritize things and, and, you know, take the most dangerous thing first and, and let some of the other things go that, that we didn't have the men or women out there doing the, you know, able to do the job because they were being quarantined. Ryan, you just talked about the men and women that are out there on our roadways every day building and maintaining a safe and efficient transportation network. Can you talk about how dangerous it is, their jobs, kind of on a daily basis? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, especially working on the interstates, you know, you got real high-speed um, traffic. Um, you know, if they're doing the speed limit, they're doing 70. Um, most of them are doing 75 to 80. And, you know, we're working within literally feet, inches away from you know the, the the vehicles going by and you know we always talk about put that cell phone down any distraction you know you can veer over and either you know hit somebody or hit hit a barrel and knock it um, you know into into a person but um, it, it's really dangerous um, um, you know you got to always when I was out in the field I always looked at it as you know plan your escape route I always tried not to put myself in too dangerous of a situation but um, you know, situational awareness, and of course, we have our MDOT safety program that we talk about these things, and and we preach it each day that that you know we want everybody to come home at the end of the day and get to their family and do what they like to do. What else can the traveling public do to keep our our people safe? Well, you know, I I think we we do an excellent job as the the department of trying to get the word out of what upcoming work or lane closures we have. You can visit, you know m.traffic.com to, to get the alerts on, um, you know, the upcoming um, lane closures in, in your area. Uh, you know, we got the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff and Twitter, um, that, that, that we do a good job of pushing that out there. To check those outlets and, and, you know, understand that, hey, look, we're out there, we're trying to provide you with a safe and, and a smooth road, but, you know, there's going to be some inconveniences. So, go ahead and check those outlets and, and be able to plan your route to give you a little extra time where you won't be late and be rushing to try to, you know, go around a cone, go around a stop sign or a flagger or something that, um, you know, you just need to be patient 
and like I say, just obey the speed limit and put that phone down. Any distraction is a danger. Okay, so MDOT's goal is always safety and safety for the traveling public and safety for our workers. Um, and, you know, just reiterating to our listeners and to the traveling public that, you know, the, the, the safer that they can be on the roads and the safer they are for the workers, the safer it, it ends up being for them. Absolutely. I mean, we're there to protect everybody, um, not only our workers, but, you know, we want um, all our work zones to be safe to be able to, you know, maneuver through to get to where the public needs to go. And just to reiterate, these are the men and women out on, on the roads. These are, these are uh, moms, dads, brothers, sisters. These are real people. And, you know, we've had, unfortunately, you know, deaths recently, um, injuries. I know recently there was a, there was one of our guys that, um, that lost a leg, correct? Can you talk a little bit about how these are, these are real people and with real families? Absolutely. Um, about three months ago, I guess, um, we had an employee that got called out, you know, in, in the late hours of the night. Uh, we had a tree fell across the road, and um, he responded. Um, he was out of his truck, and he was uh, cutting the, the tree up to get it out of the road, and, and a vehicle came from the uh, other side of the work area and ran through the tree and you know hit our guy and he was rushed to the hospital and and you know we had it was touch and go for several days and um, he got better but you know the doctors had to uh, amputate his leg and I guess me and Colby Willis started a a, uh, a support group at MDOT for for you know things that happen to our employees to um, you know help the family while they're in need and and it's just been it's been a great thing. I think it I think it speaks a lot to how MDOT's a family and how um, how you know we look out for one another and how that you know. From the top down that you know there's support for all of MDOT's employees. Absolutely and, and like I say I, I'm an old field guy and and uh, you know I, I know what the the men and women out there that that really are the boots and on the ground um, workers that you know what they go through and and you know being there to support you know you call them a, a teammate or a family um, you know we, we've really became good friends with this family um, you know, his, his mother, his, you know, his wife, his three kids, you know, to, to learn about his, his personal life is, uh, has been, has been great to me. And, and, and I was glad that he was able to, to share that with us. And I'm glad that we were able to go over there and meet the, the employee and, and his family and, and, and it's real. I mean, it really is real that to 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 see that one of your family members are hurt and they need your help, and I'm glad we were able to do that. Absolutely. That's great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and thank you. You could maybe just reiterate, just put that phone down right and just drive. <laughs> Absolutely. Just put that phone down, and we want you to make it safe to your destination, and we want to be able to go home at the end of the day to enjoy our family and friends. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you all.
litter costs Mississippi over $3 million each year to pick up. We've all seen masks and other PPE litter recently. Masks are important in keeping everyone healthy, but they need to be disposed of properly. If you wear a disposable mask, throw it away when you finish wearing it. Don't throw it on the ground. Place used masks in a trash can. And remember, put litter where it belongs. Don't trash Mississippi. We now have MDOT Public Information Officer Michael Flood in the studio. Michael, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Big podcast guy. Thanks. <laughs> Michael, you've been here 11 years. You're really the old hand at Oracle. <laughs> Can't believe Just it. Just have a ton of institutional knowledge. Uh, what do you like about working at MDOT, and uh, what has your experience been here over the years? Oh, man. Um, I, I still I, – I was I always feel like I'm the youngest person here still, even though I'm not anymore, obviously. But uh, it was always like that when I first started out. But, yeah, I mean, I've been a part of some pretty um, – you know, the, the um, Katrina t uh, plus 10, the uh, Katrina anniversary in 2015, that was the 10-year anniversary. That was a big year for us, and um, I used to cover the southern part of the state and, uh, you know, had a great time covering District 6 and 7 and still, you know, talked to everyone down there, and that was a that was a big milestone moment. And then speaking of milestones, the uh, in 2016, a year later, we had the 100-year centennial for MDOT. That was a big year for us, and um, those are probably the two, you know, uh, to in my public affairs career highlights that stick out the most and then in 2018 getting to work with Commissioner Hall for his final two years I mean that was just invaluable experience being on you know being able to work under the, the man I mean he is the you know you, you still see you still see his you know his efforts at MDOT you still see what all he's done you know here and uh, everybody here really appreciates him and and uh, and yeah it's it's been it's been an awesome time my favorite thing about working in MDOT is no doubt the people here and um, in the family atmosphere and uh, you know I, I get really passionate talking about MDOT workers and you know from roadside workers to admin workers to you know everyone in between leadership you know we've just got I mean it seems like every time there's somebody else that comes in they just fit right in and uh, and they're great to work with including all of y'all and uh, it is definitely my favorite part of MDOT. Okay so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in and I'm going to ask you the question that I'm sure everyone wants to know. What's happening with Highway 49? All right, 49. Man, I, I'm very proud to say we're making uh, lots of good headway on 49. So um, for those that don't know, we're reconstructing and widening about seven and a half miles of uh, Highway 49 between Florence and Richland. So uh, it is a major project. And, um, you know, when I say reconstructing uh, that, that highway, we're reconstructing the roadway, bridges, drainage, uh, removing a lot of concrete pavement and uh, medians and updating crossovers. Uh, you know, in all in all the intersections. So um, it is a major project, you know, seven and a half miles long, and uh, they are making good headway on it. We've got crews, um, you know, have switched traffic onto the newly constructed outside lanes. So um, if you're driving through there, you'll be able to see a lot of this progress that we're making. So um, just, you know, we've got about another year or so left on it. So we're uh, looking forward to wrapping it up by the uh, completion date of the end of next summer. So 49's been going on for a while. Um, you know, a lot of people drive that road every day and they've been seeing it and what's what's something that you can tell them that why this work's taking so long right so um this work did begin in 2017 and it has been a long time coming we're very happy to, to be approaching the end of it but we did have to make some adjustments uh due to the type of soil that's located throughout the area um understand that we had feds come in and, and look at it with all of our guys and they all agreed that if we want to fix uh this roadway long term that we've got to address the soil issue so they saw they you know this extended the project about a year and um, of course all the rain we got in 2018 and 2019 did not help either 
But uh, fortunately, crews are making significant progress today. Um, drive through there today, you'll be able to see it. And, uh, you know, we've got traffic on the newly constructed outside lanes, and there's a, uh, you know, new signalized intersection at Gunter Road. So, uh, you know, we, we appreciate everyone's patience in allowing us to get this done. Uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses located throughout there and a lot of utilities that need to be relocated and, uh, you know, and driveways that, you know, we got to work out. And so it, it's just a, you know, seven and a half mile project of one of the most heavily traveled highways in the state. So, um, you know, it, it is uh, it is definitely an undertaking, and we appreciate everyone's patience and letting us get it done. Yeah, and it's going to be pretty pretty amazing when it's done. It is. Um, and so we got 49. That's a big project in central Mississippi, and you cover um, central and western Mississippi. That's right. So yeah, yeah the central part of the state. You know, uh, District Five from Jackson to Meridian, and uh, those counties in between, and then the western part of the state as well. Uh, District Three, a lot going on in both. <laughs> Well, so in District 5 in Central Mississippi, another big project is um, I-20. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Absolutely. This is uh, this is probably the biggest project I've ever been a part of at MDOT and watching uh, take place. And we're talking about it at a good time because we just got traffic switched onto the uh, newly constructed I-20 eastbound bridge. So um, what they're doing is replacing the I-20 eastbound bridge that spans uh, Highway 51, 55 South, and the railroad in Hines County. So... Um, the crews just built a, a larger adjacent bridge structure uh, on a new alignment that um, will replace that existing bridge. So the existing bridge will be demolished afterwards. But, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of other work that goes into it. Uh, crews are, uh, it includes um, new construction and widening along I-20 eastbound for the new alignment and I-55 northbound uh, for the new bridge. And there's, uh, again, new roadway alignment, and they're updating a lot of the ramps. Um, you know, additional work includes the slide repair, slope stabilization um, along the railroad, and we've got um, ITS installations as well throughout uh, throughout that whole area. So um, you, you'll also see a lot of headway on that if you you know if you drive uh, through I-20 right now. Well, Michael, thank you so much for the updates on those projects. I know you've been living and breathing them for quite some time Absolutely. now, and uh, looking forward to finishing those up. Um, are there any additional projects in central Mississippi that you'd like to touch on? Of course. Yeah, we, we've got a lot going on. Uh, we, we've covered a lot in D5, um, you know, and another big one, and we're replacing a bridge right now on State Route 19 over the um, Kentucky Canal tributary in Neshoba County. Uh, that began in May, and uh, crews are making progress on that. So um, if we're moving over to the western side of the state, just to highlight some stuff we're doing over there, um, if a lot of people remember last year um, a, a car hauler struck uh, our assigned trust over I-20 in Vicksburg that um, we had to completely remove it because it was uh, it damaged the foundation bolt. So, um, you know, we recently got that new sign trust back up, and, uh, and you'll see it if you're traveling I-20 in Vicksburg. Uh, just down the road from there, um, on the frontage road, we're doing a um, we're doing an extension of the I-20 frontage road. So uh, that is an, an, a major undertaking that's moving along well. Um, what it's going to do is extend the existing south frontage road from Old Highway 27 to uh, Highway 80 in Warren County. So uh, in addition, there's going to be five bridges um, that are on I-20 within the Vicksburg city limits that are going to receive new bridge railing and uh, other minor repairs. So uh, work on those bridges won't start until you know the frontage word uh frontage road is complete but um just south of there in jefferson county we're, we're doing a, a slide repair on uh, highway 61 southbound that's uh just uh, almost complete so that is just north of the adams county line um we you know recently completed some overlays uh on one on highway 82 uh, from hughes street to woodlawn drive in greenville and uh, we also got a new district three engineer that i'm very excited to work with named earl glenn 
Yeah, I've actually, um, we went and we're up in Greenville and saw that overlay and it looks really nice. It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know Commissioner Simmons will be happy to see that. That's all up in his area. Yeah. <laughs> and so you mentioned a little bit about the new district engineer in District 3. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, Earl has been with MDOT 23 years and uh, I believe he spent 10 years at the project office and then 13 years in the construction division. So uh, he's going to manage all District 3 operations, um, you know, from maintenance to construction, project development, traffic operations. Uh, so he'll, he'll be covering that Mississippi Delta uh, region. We're in good hands over there with uh, Earl, and we miss Durwood, and we appreciate uh, Durwood. Uh, Graham was our former district engineer there. We appreciate uh, all of his efforts and work over the years, but um, very much looking forward to working with Earl and, and the district, uh, district 3 crews as well. Sounds like it sounds like lots of really great work's getting done. Yeah, yes, indeed. Absolutely, and I know we talk about this a lot, but work zone safety, what can we do to – to keep our people safe. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Um, you know, in both of the, the first two projects we talked about, I-20 and 49, um, although they're making a lot of progress on those and traffic's on the new I-20 bridge, they're not quite done and there's gonna be about a year of work left on both. And uh, they are at the end, you know, or towards the end of each of those projects. And there's gonna, a lot of equipment's gonna be out there. There's gonna be lane closures associated with, the, with those projects. Uh, there's still gonna be some ramps that are closed and crossovers closed. And most importantly, there are gonna be workers out there for the, you know, next year so not only through these two projects but um all of the projects we have going on throughout mississippi keep an eye out please for our workers um you know put down the phone especially traveling through these work zones slow down um stay alert you know stay alert uh pay attention to these posted signages and majority of fatalities that happen in work zone i understand are to the driver themselves not to the um, workers so uh protect yourselves as well as our workers we want everyone going home safe so absolutely well thank you so much for joining us um we learned a lot and uh Really glad to have you. Thank y'all. I really enjoyed it. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Extra Mile podcast. And if you want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast. Oh, yeah. Keyword. Subscribe and download, please. And we want to give a special thanks to our wonderful guests, Central District Public Information Officer Michael Flood and MDOT Deputy Executive Director and Chief Engineer Brian Ratliff. We also need to give special thanks to our editor, Drew Hall. He's great. Also great, our producer, Katie Hornsby. And a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in wherever you are. We'll catch you next time. And remember, as always, drive smart out there on Mississippi Highways.